if that's the way you manage Facebook, you suck and you need to suck less. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 55 of Unscripted here on Promo Corner. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie, and with me as always is my good pal, the king of Coshocton, Ohio, limping <laughs> in with a with a painful liver today, <laughs> is one Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? And more importantly, how the hell is your liver? <laughs> I think you, I think maybe you overstate the, uh, the uh, fun I had this weekend, but no, I, uh, I'm doing really well. We had a great golf weekend, and... Uh, uh, I, it was it was really fun and always always good to get out of the zip code for a little while. So how are you? I'm doing good. And I'm, I'm glad you had good time with your your buddies playing some golf and, and having mm-hmm. a couple cold ones. It's always good to recharge the batteries for sure. Uh, I am doing well, doing doing great, ready to record and broadcast at a diamond level wow. today. We are going to go past gold, certainly past platinum, and we're going to hit diamond today. And you know who is a diamond level uh, partner of ours, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? That would be the good people at Bam Bams. And they're not only our partners here on this podcast, but they are your partner for Domestic Rush production of apparel, apparel accessories, and custom sourcing. They really, as I've said this before, and dang it, I'm going to say it again, they really do put a premium on forming relationships with distributors to make those distributors look good to their end users. So we strongly encourage all of our listeners to visit them at bambams.com. Make it happen fast. Experience it for yourself. They're really good people there, and they will absolutely help you out with any of those rush production of apparel and apparel accessory and custom sourcing needs. Absolutely. And I, I tell you what, that was a diamond level ad right there, Bill. Good job. It, it, I, I don't know if it was an advertisement or more of an advertisement, but I'll yeah. take it. I'll <laughs> Fair. take it. So why don't we go ahead and get started? I've got a topic uh, yes. that's been, that's been uh, bouncing around in my bill brain for quite some time. So, And I don't know the answer to this. So I, I, I don't know if you're a member of a buying group at all. You do not have to answer yet. At a, you will have to answer at a time of my choosing. <laughs> okay. Um, but there's a lot of buying groups out there. I mean, I think the oldest one, I think the original one uh, was PeerNet, founded by Summit Group and um, I think uh, the, the MOFs, up in, uh, Shumsky. Uh, I mm-hmm. think they're a member of PeerNet. And there's about 15 or 16 members of, of PeerNet. Um, Premier Group, Pinnacle Group, AIM, uh, you could, one could argue Facilis is even a buying group, even though they offer uh, quite a bit of technology to their distributor partners. So two questions for you, Kirby. Number one, are you, as a distributor, a member of a buying group? If so, which one? And number two, what value do you see in it? If you're not in a buying group, why aren't you in a buying group? No, it's a, that's a super good topic. I, uh, so I'm not uh, Hosman Marketing is not a member of a buying group. Um, we've talked about it a couple different times. Um, uh, so there's not it, there's not a philosophical reason that I'm not a part of it. I've just not found one that I, oh gosh, this really fits us. Because, you know, I, I think that some of the things that they offer um, are, uh, you know, EQP, pricing considerations, different levels of uh, service with suppliers. And frankly, we've had good 
working relationships with our suppliers that we do the most with. And so I haven't felt like there was a big need, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, I've had a couple suppliers actually, more so than buying groups, more so than um, other distributors, but a couple suppliers have, have just, we've had nice conversations about it saying, hey, that we might want to consider it. So not to say we won't, but at this point in time, um, we just haven't, and, and for me, and again, I think you know this about me when it comes to the organization, culture is super important. Sure. Um, and it may sound weird, but for me, uh, joining a buying group would be the same way. I'd want it to be like-minded folks. And right. So and that's where I, I'm at. I, I totally get that. You know, I, I went back in my brand of eight days, I had several clients, uh, distributor clients who would want recommendations for buying groups. Mm-hmm. And I did some research on them. And, you know, it's one of those funny things. I, I'm a believer that anybody can get EQP in this industry. Right. You don't have to be a member of a buying group or all that. But, I mean, you can pay your 60 bucks and be a member of buying group X and get your your EQP. Um, you, you hit on something very interesting and in, in kind of tangential. You know, my favorite um, in terms of buying groups right now, or the one uh, the one that I'm probably not as familiar with as I'd like, but I, I what I do know about them I, I really admire is Reciprocity Road. Yeah. And full disclosure, uh, you know, started by a couple of our friends, and this mm-hmm. is not an endorsement necessarily or even a commercial for them, but uh, Danny Rosen and, and Robert Fryvash and Brand Fuel and Tom Ghost over at Image Source. Um, and quite a few, I think the guys down at Icebox are part of that. There's, there's, there's some distributors all around. Uh, there are not, yeah, distributors that kind of form that buying group. And part of their mantra is giving back. And, yeah. and I really like that component of it. I'm not sure of all the nuts and bolts. So like I said, this is not necessarily a commercial or an endorsement. Um, and I, and I th- I'm sure they do a great job. But part of it is making sure that their supplier partners are giving back. And I love that component of real collaboration. Yeah, um, and making the world a, a better place. I, I love that uh, idea of it. So from a culture standpoint, um, that's an interesting uh, component that they add to the traditional buying group benefits. Right. Well, and I think, and I've actually heard Robert talk about this. And one of the things that appeals to me that I've, and, and, and I think that would add value in addition to buying group per se is the mind share. The idea that you'd have the ability to really uh, uh, think through challenges with not only like-minded but hopefully smarter people than yourself—that's that's to me that's where the value would be added from my perspective from the right buying group. Right. No, totally agree. So I just want to get your take on buying groups. I think there's so many more than there used to be. Yeah. Um, and it really, uh, I, I I think it's uh, probably a benefit to a lot of the. Um, uh, smaller distributor c- companies that need a, a little help in the pricing area, but I uh, just want to get your take on it. So yeah, why don't we move on and mm-hmm. get your uh, get your next topic or your first topic, I guess I should say. Yeah, absolutely. So so today, w- one of my deals is I've got a bunch of topics. I'm not sure any of them are deep. So if we okay. blow through them quickly, that's totally fine by me. So um, two days ago, uh, I started getting uh, personal Facebook messages. I'm not sure if you got the same exact one, but I had about, by the end of it, seven or eight different people um, sending me a very sincere warning that I should not take a friend request from Jaden K. Smith because he is a Facebook hacker. Okay. Um, And uh, it was was interesting because a lot of these, um, you know, you see these posts and 
they just scream hoax, right? Like mm-hmm. for those of us who have, uh, you know, been on social media for more than 15 minutes, right? Uh, this was one. Now this was different just because it came into a, as a personal message. Usually it's like, please repost this. Right. And uh, it, it is fascinating to me because I saw somebody post it. It's like, you know, the people who post all the warnings about hackers, it seems like they're the ones who always get hacked because they don't understand what <laughs> <laughs> what right. those hosts are, and so I, I, I want to get your take on these kind of things, and just, just remind. This is my public service announcement for today. Think for yourself, people. Stop being sheeple. So there's, there's my take on that. I, I, I like your take on that. So no, I, I, you know, I am oblivious to certain things, and I was oblivious to the whole, the whole Jaden K. Smith thing. <laughs> I, I actually thought Will Smith's kid was asking people to be friends. Um, (laughs) Maybe he was. Maybe he was. I didn't get any uh, of those requests, but I saw a lot of people who did. And, and of course, all the the, uh, rigmarole that uh, surrounded that. (laughs) I just heard. Um, I saw one person actually make a post and said, stop reminding me. I am a grown-up. I know how to use Facebook. (laughs) Well, but here's the thing, you know, uh, but, but, you know, I've seen a lot of people I admire and respect over the last three days say post a a link that is clearly not Delta Airlines <laughs> saying thanks Delta because they're going to get two free plane tickets oh, for Delta's 88th birthday. <laughs> Cu- couple things. Uh, one, if you did that, don't do that. Yeah, do yeah, better. That's that's yeah. Do, <laughs> be, t- try to suck less. Here, here, <laughs> If that's the way you manage Facebook, you suck and you need to suck less. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the that's the first thing. But you know, Delta is ninety three years old, not eighty eight. And, and I understand. <laughs> look, who doesn't want a free plane ticket? I would like a free plane ticket for sure. Um, but here's the thing: there are a billion users of Facebook, quite literally. Delta can't afford to give out two free airline tickets to everybody on Facebook. Yeah. So, people, here's the thing: uh, if it seems too good to be true, it usually is. Well, it's a pretty simple rule of life that applies. Yeah. And Snopes is a tool. Use it. Yep. So, good stuff. I'm sorry. That just well, it, no, it's been, no, it's been a good. topical thing that just has made me. Every time I get stuff like that, it makes me smile. And then people will be like, and, and here's the other thing I've noticed is that you know, or at least for me, and I'm not speaking for you and, and the Delta piece, just this other thing. Right. The, the people who send me the message also help me know if it's a hoax. Exactly. <laughs> right? No, oh, exactly. That's it's uh, it's like the promotional products professionals group. I can gauge how serious a problem is in the industry by who's bitching about it. Yeah, no, fair. That's that's funny. Okay, cool. So that's yeah, that was so, our topic. Yeah, so on Friday I actually had the pleasure of speaking at uh, Gold Star's national hmm. sales meeting, uh, Gold Star Pens and some good friends there, Kenny Ved yep. and Lauren Kim and RJ Hagel and a couple other people that uh, know pretty well and uh peter farman comes to mind but um it was a real kind of a casual thing it wasn't me getting up in front of a group and yammering on like i'm known to do from time to time (laughs) um it was informal and real discussion based uh almost presentation kind of getting my thoughts on where the industry was going and thoughts on their business and 
their their theme is one of simplicity, which I really love because one of the one of the most difficult things to do in the world is to uh, either keep things simple or take something that's fairly complex and make it simple. Right, and it really dovetails nicely into the thing I'm speaking about this year in general, which is removing friction from the sales process. Because right. when you do that, you tend to create loyalty. You know, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Nothing gets me more angry when I'm working with a, a, a business and they make it hard for me to give them money. Yeah. Um, so on that thought, how often do you look at your own internal processes mm. as a distributor from, and we've talked about this before, but I want to take a little different spin at it. So you look at it from the perspective of the end user. But how do you gauge their friction points? And then once you gauge what those friction points are, how do you remove them? Mm. It's a, yeah, that's, I think that's a really big challenge for any business, especially ones that are, you know, trying to grow. Uh, What's interesting, Bill, as you know, is we've added uh, some folks here recently, um, and we've talked a little bit about that, but it's actually given me a great opportunity to really relook at processes that are in place to see that they still make sense and as we grow to see if there's better practices in place and the other thing it's given me is to with more people selling more orders the feedback that i get is not just from my own customers it's from other people's customers and so what i try to do is pay attention for consistencies in you know challenges i don't even want to say complaints right it it just hey this didn't make it on time or this you know the billing didn't go right and it's like okay i've seen that now two or three times that's a problem and so for me it's about paying attention to the trends within our transactions and Mm -hmm. you know the the feedback that we get um and it's it's kind of been in a because I always feel like there's two different customers to a degree. One of my customers is the sales force, right? Because I need to make their job easier so they can do their thing. So getting feedback from them is important, but then right. the end user is important too. So it, it because I've had these additional people you know, being added, it's something I'm paying attention to on a really regular basis right now. When you say regular, what does that mean? So regular could mean weekly, monthly. No, that's a great point. Uh, uh, every five years, once a millennia, what's regular to you? I would say I'm having a conversation about something to do with process at least two to three times a week right now. And I think that's really good. Again, you know, things change so quick. And, and I think the biggest side impact of, of living in an Amazon world where we're all resu- removed from our money for, you know, to a certain extent, it's very easy to order something. It's very easy to return something. And uh, unfair or not, that's the expectation right. end users have is that if something goes wrong, it's going to be taken care of quickly. If um, and, and the initial buying of something is easy. So whatever we can do in any distributor and supply, what, what you can do to remove that, um, that that transaction friction point, those resistance points, you'll do much better in terms of building client loyalty. Because yeah. you know, I, I say in a lot of my talks, um, here's the thing: in any transaction, there are friction points. Yeah, and that's not just. There's no such thing as a frictionless transaction. You can get close, but there's always going to be some friction, and that's a good thing because that's where salespeople who remove that friction truly add value to the relationship. Yeah. Add value of removing that friction to make it easier for people to get what they want as quickly as they want. Yeah, no, it's I I'm anxious to to hear this talk actually. Uh but yeah, I think I I think I'll also 
tell a tale on myself is I would say I've had before this addition of uh, folks coming onto the team, I probably had gone months and months and months without looking at it. And mm-hmm. so like literally yesterday afternoon, I was having a conversation and uh, one of the new folks said, well, you know, how do we do this or why do we do this? And it was just one of those things. I was like, oh, that's a really good question. Yeah. And so the good news is I think we're pretty open to changing things as an organization. And so it, it, I actually have enjoyed that. You know what good. I mean? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Because you're like, oh, okay, this is a place where we can be better. Well, and it's one of those things as you make those changes, you can see things run smoother. You can feel that they run smoother. And more importantly, your clients feel that way. I mean, it, like I said, if you focus on processes instead of protecting the business right. and more in terms of making it simple, yes, you want to have protections in place. And I'm not suggesting that, but by making it simple, it, it will help your company grow a lot more quickly and yeah. a lot more responsibly than, uh, than by processing and proceduring yourself to death. Mm, yeah. Well, and again, I think making it easy, and I think this is your point, is you take away that friction. It also creates uh, the most valuable um, and loyal customers because they're excited because they're like, because it, let's face it, there's tons of friction out there. So when Absolutely. we find a place that's easy to do business with, we want to tell people about it. Well, especially in our industry, yeah. Kirby, if you ha- if it's hard to do business with you, there's 23,999 other companies in our industry where I can get the same products. I hope that doesn't shock you. <clears throat> It does not. <laughs> it should not shock yeah, you, yeah, right? right? So if you don't make it easy for your clients, they will go somewhere who will. And it's the same thing from suppliers. There's there's very few suppliers that have unique products to the point where it doesn't matter what the process and procedure are. You can only get it from me. You know, if you're selling a, a three-button placket golf shirt, how many places can you get that? A technical golf shirt? Yeah. 40? 20? <laughs> yeah. 70? So a lot. I think we've I think we've beaten that dead horse. No, it's good. It's really good. So all um, right. So what's your next topic that may or may not be quick hit? Um, yeah, this one may or may not. This is the one I was trying to debate whether to bring up, but I'm going to. So, um, all right, I want to bring an analogy to you. Um, okay. So both of us are big sports fans, um, yeah. and so you've heard, especially in football, they talk about this a lot. The idea of the coaching tree. Yes. You know, Bill Parcells begat, you know, Bill Belichick. And you can name a bunch of coaches that kind of came from Bill Parcells' school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, um, New Orleans uh, Saints coach. Um, uh, that would be uh, the fake Lee Harvey Oswald known <laughs> as Sean Payton. He right. looks just like Lee Harvey Oswald. Exactly. I guess. Uh, but the, you, you, um, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's like. I do. And then there's the Bill Belichick. Uh, tree, and then there's the uh, Bill Walsh tree, right? Um, so I was thinking about this the other day, and you know, it got me thinking of the um, the Dale Denham list, right? Oh, uh, the online eighteen, 18 right? as it were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so one of the people that I, I actually think, and I could be wrong on this, but I think the very first year, the number one online influencer, and this was the fourth year of it. So I think year one, I think it was Dana Zezo. Is that right? Do you know that? Uh, I don't know that offhand, but I'm, I, it I'm wouldn't pretty sure that's me. right. Yeah, it wouldn't so, surprise me. And and as the time has gone on, I think Dana's role in the industry has changed, and he's still certainly an influencer, and he's still on the list, but he's sort of fallen down the list. Right. Um, but I was thinking about this in relation to the coaching tree, and okay. I think that my analogy here is that I think Dana Zezo has a content creator or a social media tree 
okay. underneath him because I think he was certainly an early mentor in social media to me. I, mm-hmm. I know he's a good buddy of yours. He is. And so I, I was like, I feel like that's a big compliment, right? It's a compliment to Bill Parcells that Bill Belichick is, was a, sort of a student. Right. And, and so I think it's an interesting way to create a legacy within the industry mm-hmm. of people that when you are uh, trying to be generous with content and social media and, you know, mentoring, for lack of a better term, you create that tree. And right. so it's just an idea that I've had in my head and I wanted to run it by and see what you thought. So uh, the first thing that comes to mind is I don't appreciate you sucking up to Joel Moore by mentioning Bill Belichick four times in your <laughs> preamble. I was trying to figure out how I was sucking up to Joel Moore. <laughs> because it's all Patriots. Um, um, no, okay. he was a Cleveland Browns coach. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's like saying Vince Lombardi was the Washington Redskins coach. It's very Te- much like that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> technically true, but not what he's remembered for. Fair. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I think, interesting. I think social media has evolved, um, right. certainly in our industry over the past five years. So I think Dana definitely was and is a pioneer in terms of how active he was. And I, I'll never forget, because when I first got on social media, I was very much of the thought, um, I need to keep my work life online separate from my hmm. personal life online. Right, right, right. And, and he, he had one of those statements that really opened my eyes. He said, why would you do that? That's part of who you are. Yeah. That completes the whole uh, thing of you. You need to include both. And he was right. Um, I think Dana is definitely a pioneer in our industry in terms of activity and engagement. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a couple people that do the hotel views, but they don't do it as memorable as as he has done it. Yeah. Well, and consistently, because um, he when he right. first did it, it, actually, that is what got me thinking about it, Bill, because you know that you're doing something right when people imitate you. And that's not a right. knock on any of the people doing the hotel views now. Uh, but Dana was the person who did that, right? No, absolutely. And it's interesting. And he's, you're right. And I think, you know, there, and there's other people who've copied that. And that's, yeah. that's fine. That's that's whatever. It's good. Um, but I think as social media has, has evolved, I think... Yeah, you know your point is you know he's slid down the list a little bit. What does that mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the question you didn't. What does that mean? Um, and I think that means that social media has evolved and and Dana's evolved with it. His role in the industry has certainly evolved. Yeah, he, he now works at Imagine Brands and uh, Imagine Brands is owned by a uh, Fortune 500 company called EBSCO and, and and he's he's got a lot of responsibilities both on the sales and marketing side but also fiduciary responsibilities right. in terms of budgeting and things like that. So he is very very, very busy. Um, I also think social media in our industry has shifted a little bit to content creation. Yeah. Um, whereas um, it, I don't think it was as much five years ago. It was ter- it was being active and engaged. And now we're looking, I think, I- at an era of uh, content creation. Mm. So I think that's why, and, and it all comes full circle. Yeah. You know, I, I think in a year or two, there's probably going to be a glut of content. Mm-hmm. And I think we're actually approaching that now mm-hmm. in the industry. It's harder for me to get heard. It's harder for you to get heard. Um, you know, when I started blogging, what, three years ago or whatever, I, I felt like other than you, I was pretty much the only person in the space doing it regularly. And now I can think of about five or six people who do it regularly. So, right. um, and that's, again, not necessarily a bad thing at all. It just, it evolves. And so right. that's why I think, you know, what Dale does with his online 18 lists, it's subjective. 
um, and because I don't think there's really a scientific way to do it. I know he throws in clout scores, but sure. those are slightly meaningless. Um, uh, I think he does a really good job of trying to read the trends and yep. how are people actively engaged in social media. And so I love the fact that, you know, uh, Dana Zezzo is kind of the grandpappy of us all. <laughs> um, and he's still doing his thing. He is still uh, just as relevant today yeah. as he was four or five years ago. So I, I think I, I took it in a little bit of a different direction, but uh, that's that's what happens when we don't script these things. <laughs> no, it's totally good. It's, it, it's just an interesting observation, and I think that um, – yeah, as you said, the tr- the trends are changing, and so I think each of us needs to make sure that we're we're. I know I need to pay attention to what how things are moving when it comes to social, and so just a cool discussion. So good stuff. Well, man. G- good stuff. We are now approaching the end of episode number fifty five of Unscripted. I'm single, sorry to single. say, I am sorry to say, Unscripted fans, it is now time for us to just about say goodbye. But before we slip out the door and tip our hat and walk to our Uber cars. We want to thank our sponsor, Bam Bams, for again being our partner in this podcast, having the courage to support this podcast, and being your partner for domestic rush production of apparel, apparel accessories, and that custom sourcing. They really place that premium on relationships. Their goal is to provide you... Mr. and Mrs. Distributor, a unique branding experience through extraordinary customer service and an unrelenting innovative spirit. I love that. So if you want to experience that for yourself, and I highly recommend that you do, (laughs) please visit bambams.com backslash make it happen fast. You will not be sorry that you did. Good stuff, Bill. Good to talk to you, buddy. Good to talk to you. Everybody have a great day. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.